Next weekend, we start Sashin Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And in a way, when we even begin thinking about Sashin, Sashin already begins for us in the sense that it's the opportunity to support and nurture being present. Buddha's awakening is being peace, being joyous. And Sashin, in a way, is a lot of sitting and formal practice and periods of not formal practice, work, eating, and all sorts of other activities. And that's what we do all the time. So from now till Sashin is already your Sashin, if you do what nurtures practice, what nurtures being present. And this Sashin now, um, my plan is to speak about Joko's essential teaching. Friday night I'll talk, and then Saturday and Sunday. And I encourage those of you who can to do Sashin, and those of you who can't do Sashin to listen, come to the talks. That'll be available, and you know how to do that. And if you don't, check with Mushin, and he will let you know how to do it. How to do what nurtures, which is what Joko's teaching is about, what nurtures and enables us to manifest and be who we are, and thereby to cease suffering, harming, which otherwise results when we hold and believe misconceptions and all sorts of consequential actions and reactions when those run us. So what is bodhisattva compassion? What enables our life to manifest this? That's really what our practice is about. How, what is Bodhisattva loving-kindness towards others, towards those we like, towards those we dislike. How do we manifest this towards others, towards ourselves? How towards those we disagree with? How towards those we agree with? Among the guidelines and cautions that the Buddha has passed down to us are right speech, which I spoke about last week. Some of you might remember that, and in a way we could encapsulate it and summarize it by talking about speech that is truthful, that is factual. So right speech is speaking what's true, what's helpful beneficial, expressing it with kindness and goodwill, meaning goodwill is intending for the best for those for whom we're speaking to and for all, speaking it in a gentle way, in a way that others can listen and hear, 
and at the appropriate time. There might be times when things aren't appropriate to say, and then at other times they might be. Even though it might be true and helpful, it might not be appropriate at this time. So it's about what we say, when we say it, how we say it. And these reminders can be broadened out so that they apply to other aspects of our life, certainly to our thoughts and actions. And the Buddha does this, both towards others and towards ourselves. In a way, we could ask, do we act towards others in ways that we would not want people to act towards ourselves, towards us? Then you could even look further. Do we act towards ourselves in ways that we would not want done to us by others? and in ways we would not want to do to others. Do we do what's harmful? See, this is our practice. How do we live this in our action? Despite what might be done by others, this is in our personal, familial, communal, social, political, all these other forms of discourse and actions. In the, I've brought up in the past a uh, caution by Hillel the Elder in the, um, who wrote in the do not do to others what you would not want done to you. This is a restatement of the Hebrew Bible's golden precept, which means, love your neighbor as yourself, literally. And as some of you may know, that this Hebrew Bible verse later gets restated in the Christian Bible by Jesus. Hillel's, I think, a way of saying it is more interesting for us at this point. Um, do not do to others what you would not want done to yourself, to you. In fact, he says, everything else in the teaching of the Torah, of the Judaism, is commentary, elaboration. So, if you can really clarify this, then you can go and live. See, if we say, love your neighbor as yourself, it can be sometimes abstract. Um, and yet, when we say, not doing what is harmful, we can sense that more clearly, because we could sense what's harmful because we have our own experience of it. We know when people say certain things to us that we feel harm, or when they do things to us, we can feel it. We can comprehend it. In fact, I'll 
since I mentioned Hillel, I'll say something else. There, there was, Hillel had a school of teaching of one style, and there was another school called Shammai who had a slightly different style. We could compare it to Soto and Rinzai in the Zen tradition or other traditions. And both of those were considered um, in, in the Hebrew expression, which is both of those, each of those are this one and that one, both are the words of the living God. Nevertheless, in the Jewish tradition, Hillel's was the one that was usually given a preference. And the explanation of why this was, was because Hillel's was spoken in a way that was agreeable and forbearing, and it showed restraint in terms of affronting or criticizing others. So that, for instance, when they expressed the position, even a disagreement with the others, they would always express it in terms of both articulating what the others spoke in an appropriate way and then articulating what theirs, what they spoke. Sometimes even giving deference to the others' statements so that they did not um, harm the others, downplay the others. See, this is very valuable. So, in a way, what's useful for us is how do I notice if I harm others, which is not bodhisattva compassion. How do I reflect so that when I act and speak and even think about others, I do it in a way that expresses loving kindness, in a way that does not nurture harming and suffering, but instead nurtures joy and being at peace. That's helpful and beneficial, as the Buddha says. And, of course, if we do that towards others, we also can begin to do that towards ourselves. Because sometimes we're not even cognizant of where we're creating suffering or harming because we're not attentive to what it is that the habitual reactions and actions are entangling us in. This is why the whole practice is being this moment. Being this moment allows us to let go of the other considerations and really see and be who we are. And in being who we are, being at peace and joyous, nurturing everyone else that we encounter and everyone else that we meet. Okay, I've spoken plenty. Um,